0: I am overcome by my emotions, whenever I remember these things, how I used to arrive with the crowd as I led the procession to the house of God, with loud shouts of thanksgiving, with the crowd celebrating the festival. Psalm 42 verse 4. Welcome to Canaan-Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canenbound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. My name is Philip Wells, and I will be your host for this episode. This is episode 154. We begin our time together with a devotion from Pastor Tom Barthel from his blog, Beard133.com. You don't realize how much you miss something until
1: it's taken away from you. That's how I feel about regularly meeting with fellow believers. When a pandemic comes to disrupt that gathering, I miss it. The time dedicated for worship and time together studying God's word revives our souls. That's how one of the sons of Korah felt as he wrote Psalm 42. He longed for the time when he would gather again with fellow worshipers. He put it this way, I am overcome by my emotions. Whenever I remember these things, how I used to arrive with the crowd as I led the procession to the house of God with loud shouts of thanksgiving, with the crowd celebrating the festival. Time together in worship sustains believers. That's what the church, all believers, are meant to do. Come together to, as Ephesians 4 says, build each other up. God builds up his body, every believer, with the gospel in word and sacrament. Often that building up happens in a formal gathering with crowds. At other times it happens when an informal conversation between two or three Christians is seasoned with salt and offers encouragement. Both types of Christian gatherings, whether great or small, lead to prayer, thanksgiving, and building each other up in faith, hope, and love. We need such time together because it keeps our eyes on the gospel. Each time we gather in Jesus' name, it is a glimpse of the picture of eternity. Someday, we know that we will be joyfully forever in the presence of God and of each other. Our joy will flow from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Despite many modern technologies, our Creator's first observation of man remains true. It is not good for man to be alone. It wreaks havoc on the soul to be isolated from other people, especially when you are isolated from the people our God has given to build you up. I recently met someone who was quite surprised that our church was still gathering during the pandemic, even though we were only pulling up into parking spots and staying in our vehicles. I don't think he understood the longing felt by Christians who made that drive and joined together for our park and worship service. They were longing for a gospel gathering. They were panting like thirsty deer for streams of water. They remembered how with shouts of thanksgiving they used to gather. And they were looking forward to the time when they would gather again, filled with joy. Sure, we were only sitting in our vehicles in the parking lot. But I don't think I've ever received more expressions of thanks for extending the invite to join in worship. And I understand why. So did the sons of Korah who wrote Psalm 42. Can you picture that crowd which will arrive one day at the house of God? Some day, I will see it. Until then, I will yearn for it. Reading from Psalm 42, the first five verses. As a doe pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. When can I go and appear before God? I am overcome by my emotions whenever I remember these things. How I used to arrive with the crowd. As I led the procession to the house of God. With loud shouts of thanksgiving. With the crowd. Celebrating the festival. Why are you so depressed, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Hope in God. For I will again praise Him for salvation
0: from his presence. And now we have a song by Chris Dreisbach from his album, Hymns with Friends. This is Jesus Savior, Pilot Me.
2: Jesus Savior, Pilot Me. See unknown waves before me roll hiding rock and treacherous shoal chart and compass come ship's path Be ablaze With the light Still the sea Jesus, Savior I let me As a mother Stills her child You can hush The ocean's wild Violent waves Obey your will When you say to them be still. Be still wondrous sovereign of the sea jesus
0: Next up, we have a devotion from Peace Devotions, where Pastor Matthew Molsted answers the question, What do you deserve?
3: It seems like advertisers are telling me all the time what I deserve. You deserve a vacation. You deserve luxury. You deserve the best. They're trying to get at my inner self that thinks that, yeah, I have worked hard, or yeah, I am a special person, so I shouldn't worry about spending extra money on nice things for myself, and buy their products. But what do I truly deserve? When it comes to spiritual things, sometimes we think in a similar fashion to those advertisers, what they're trying to get us to think, that yeah, I have been a good person. Yes, I am special, and so God should declare me to be his child. God should prosper me and bless me in so many ways. God should give me heaven because I've been faithful. I go to church every Sunday. I give a full 10% of my income to the Lord and his work. I deserve it. But God tells us in his word what we really deserve. In Romans chapter 6, he says the wages of sin is death see, for us, we so often focus on those good things that we think we do. How often do we really do them? God truly expects us to do good things in thought, word, and deed all of the time, not just on occasion. When we use that as a standard, we see we've fallen incredibly short. What we do deserve is really judgment, punishment for our sins and disobedience and failures to be perfect. Thanks be to God, though, that He doesn't give us what we deserve. In Psalm 103, verse 10, it says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not repay us according to our guilty deeds. Instead of giving us the punishment that we deserve, God has placed that punishment on Jesus. And in Jesus, we have forgiveness. In Jesus, God gives us only the best, eternal life forever in heaven. Thanks be to God for not giving you what you deserve but by His grace, giving you an eternal inheritance. Amen.
0: Next, we have a devotion from 1 Peter. This one is entitled Committing Ourselves to God, and it was written by Pastor Mark Falk. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God, and if it begins with us, What will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. The first verse of this section is problematic. Does it mean that Christians are judged first and suffer? Or that judgment flows from Christians as they preach and live God's word? I think the latter. Either way, the tone is set by verse 18. It is difficult for Christians in this life. But it will be worse for those who reject the Savior. Only through much pain do the righteous walk the road to eternal life. Anyone who thinks that the current life of a Christian is, or ought to be, obvious glory ought to take a hard look here. Any suffering Christian who concludes that God has left him or her behind, take comfort here. As long as we suffer according to God's will, suffer for doing good and not evil, for standing with God and not bringing shame on the name, we can do what Peter says. We can commit ourselves to a God who is faithful to His word and promise. We can continue to do good. Let the chips fall where they may and be completely assured and convinced of the outcome. The outcome is assured by our faith. Our faith is anchored in Christ. Christ has paid for every misstep along our way. The army of Christ can march boldly forward, knowing that every casualty along the way is only temporary. We know the end of the war has already been written. Our Savior has crushed the serpent's dangerous head on Calvary. Satan is defeated and every attack on us occurs as he is in the throes of death. His end is sure and eternity in hell. Our end is also sure. End, once again, contains the thought of purpose. There is a purpose in our suffering. We may not grasp it, but God knows and ordains it. We can commit ourselves to God even in the midst of pain. We can continue to do good even when that good is answered, in this world, by evil. We know the end of our story has been written in blood, the holy cleansing blood of our Savior. Commit yourself to God. Does this not describe faith? Next, we have a message from Luke Italiano in his series, To Tell the Story.
4: On Friday, he died in darkness. Mary Magdalene watched. He was the only one who had seen her, who had known everything about her, and still he had chosen to love her. And now he was dead. She watched. the Roman soldiers pried the nails out of his hands and let his body fall. She watched as two men, two men she didn't even recognize, take his body, but they treated him with respect. Mary watched as they wrapped him and as they laid him in a new tomb that had never been used before. On Friday, her Lord died. On Saturday, she wept. It was a special Sabbath. It was supposed to be a day of remembrance and joy, but there was no joy for Mary. Her Lord was dead. Sunday dawned early and Mary stumbled out to the tomb for her Lord was dead and when she saw that the tomb was open she feared and she ran and she told the other disciples what had happened and she stumbled back what else could she do she only wanted she only wanted to love her Lord. And there she looked into the tomb, and there were two young men in there. And they asked Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. She couldn't even process who these young men were. She couldn't understand that they were angels. Her lord was dead. And now, even his body was gone. The one who had loved her, and she couldn't even honor his body. She turned away. There was someone behind her. And in a kind voice, he said, Woman. Why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? And Mary couldn't even look at his face. Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I'll get him. And then the voice. Mary. The voice. The same voice that had loved her. The same voice that had freed her. Her Lord was not dead. Raboni, she cried, which means teacher. But Jesus backed away. Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Yes, her Lord was alive. And Mary Magdalene dashed away from the grave. She ran away from the tomb. Her Lord was alive. She burst into the upper room where the disciples waited. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Brothers and sisters, we are now several weeks after the festival of Easter. But do not forget that joy. That the Lord who knows you so well and yet chose to love you. He is still alive. And this story is true.
0: We end our time together this week with a song by Tracy Fedke. This is Take the World, But Give Me Jesus. You have been listening to Canaanbound Podcast, episode 154. This episode was first shared in August of 2020. We would like to thank all of the preachers and the artists who have allowed us to share their content with you in this episode. Pastor Tom Barthel writes for beard133.com and you can find more of his devotions in both written and audio form there. Chris Dreisbach is a Wells Christian singer and songwriter. You can find his music at chrisdreisbach.com and his digital downloads are Name Your Own Price. Peace Devotions are gospel-centered video devotions produced by the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. They are posted to YouTube, Facebook, and many other services every Monday and Thursday. Find links and more at peacedevotions.com. To tell the story by Luke Italiano can be found at BreadforBaggers.com, along with many other devotional resources. Tracy Fedke is a Christian singer and songwriter. You can find links to her albums and SoundCloud at TracyFedke.com. As always, you can find old episodes and links to the artists featured in this show by visiting canandboundpodcast.com. If you don't have a church home, we would encourage you to find a Wells ministry location near you. Visit wells.net for more information. God bless your week. Christ died on the cross, set me
5: free. By grace and through faith in the power of His word.